0: This is The Guardian. Hi, I'm Gabrielle Jackson. Today, instead of the newsroom edition of Full Story, you'll be hearing something else. We have a new episode of Guardian Australia's podcast, Ben Robert Smith versus the Media, which follows the long-awaited verdict in this defamation trial of the century. Here's Guardian Australia reporter Ben Doherty.
1: I'm standing in the same spot outside the federal court almost two years since this trial began and it's a grey, overcast, sort of wintry Sydney day. There's a bit of a crowd building. Media here, people who want to see this decision handed down are beginning to arrive. There's an immense amount of interest and an enormous amount at stake in this trial. So we're going to go in early, find a spot and wait for this judgement. I'm Ben Doherty. I'm a reporter for The Guardian, and I've covered the defamation case brought by Ben Robert Smith, a trial that's taken two years to complete, and I've been in court for every single day of more than 100 days of evidence. Previously on this podcast, you've heard that Ben Robert Smith, the most decorated living Australian soldier, sued three Australian newspapers, The Age, The Sydney Morning Herald and The Canberra Times, for defamation in the federal court over a series of articles he claims falsely portrayed him as a war criminal, accusing him of murdering unarmed civilians in Afghanistan and of a devastating act of domestic violence in Australia. The newspapers defended their reporting by journalists Nick McKenzie, Chris Masters and David Rowe as true. Robert Smith has consistently denied all wrongdoing. We're about to walk through the doors. We're heading into court right now. From Guardian Australia, this is Ben Robert Smith versus the media. Judgment Day.
0: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too.
1: It's quiet in the federal court. The carpet here is thick on the floors and the heavy panelling soaks up the sound and people speak more quietly in this place. The largest court in this building is steadily filling but there's still little noise. Everyone's waiting for the judge, Justice Anthony Basanko. As the clock ticks closer to 2.15, Chris Masters and Nick McKenzie, two of the journalists at the centre of this case, arrive with their berogued legal team. They take their positions at the bar table. Robert Smith's lawyers are here too and there's an obvious nervousness, a tension that's inexorably building. But still, there's one person missing. In the end, all the attention is on the man who isn't here. All two metres of Ben Robert Smith VC is glaringly absent from the packed, anxious courtroom one of Sydney's federal court building. With the judgement... About to come down, the Victoria Cross recipient is relaxing in a resort on the Indonesian holiday island of Bali. Ben Robert Smith will not be in court for his own defamation judgment day.
2: We'll stand. The Federal Court of Australia is now in session. Please be seated.
1: After uncomfortable minutes that pass slowly, Basanko finally enters the room
0: in the matters NSD 1485 of 2018 Ben Robert Smith and Fairfax Media Publications Proprietary Limited and others NSD 1486
1: And he begins to carefully outline his findings. And the tension in the courtroom rises further still. Justice Pesenko goes through each of the 14 defamatory meanings that Ben Robert Smith claims were conveyed by three groups of articles published by the newspapers in the middle of 2018.
2: One, the applicant, while a member of the SASR, murdered an unarmed and defenceless Afghan civilian by kicking him off a cliff and procuring the soldiers under his command to shoot him. Two, the applicant broke the moral and legal rules of military engagement and is therefore a criminal... 3. The applicant disgraced his country, Australia, and the Australian Army by his conduct as a member of the SASR in Afghanistan.
1: Before laying out his conclusions in fine
2: detail, Basanko tells the court, It is not practical for me to summarise all of the findings and conclusions as set out in the reasons.
1: His full judgement will not be released until Monday, after a late application from the Commonwealth, who argue They need to review the full decision to protect national security information. But the judge went on to outline what he called his major conclusions.
2: The following are the major conclusions.
1: Basanko turns to Ben Robert Smith's actions during a raid on a compound codenamed Whiskey 108 in the village of Kakarak in 2009. The newspapers allege that in that village, two men were found hiding in a tunnel. One, an elderly man the other with a disability. He had a prosthetic leg. The newspapers alleged that Ben Robert Smith ordered a subordinate soldier to execute the old man. And then he shot the disabled man himself, throwing him onto the ground and machine gunning him to death. This is one of the most high-profile allegations against Ben Robert Smith, because there are pictures. There are pictures of the prosthetic leg. It was souvenired that day by another soldier... And used by the Australian SAS troops as a macabre celebratory drinking vessel at their on base bar, a place they called the Fat Lady's Arms.
2: One, the applicant's conduct and actions on the mission to W108, as found, means that the respondents have established the substantial truth of imputations two, three, four, five, six, and nine. This is a
1: moment. It feels like the air has been sucked out of the courtroom. It took people's breath away. The judge here is finding that the newspapers have established that those allegations, those allegations at Whiskey 108 about those men in the tunnel are substantially true. The judgement continues and it becomes increasingly clear that Robert Smith has lost and he's lost resoundingly. In the quiet surrounds of an Australian courtroom, a decade and half a world removed from the violence wrought on that Afghan village, Justice Anthony Basanko has found that Ben Robert Smith, VC, was, on the balance of probabilities, a murderer and a war criminal. The extraordinary tension in the courtroom, which had built to an almost unbearable apex, was immediately, palpably punctured. The air appeared almost to rush out of the room, Robert Smith's lawyers sat at the bar table, their shoulders noticeably sagged. On the other side of the bar table, to my right, there were audible exhalations from Chris Masters and Nick McKenzie.
0: We'll be back after this.
1: As Basanko continues to outline his findings, the judgment gets worse for Ben Robert Smith.
2: The applicant's conduct and actions on the mission to Darwin as found means that the respondents have established the substantial truth of imputations 1, 2 and 3. Perhaps most critically, the newspapers
1: proved the most central allegations of murder against Robert Smith, including allegations at a village called Darwin. In Darwan, the newspapers had argued Robert Smith took a handcuffed prisoner named Ali Jan and marched him to the edge of a cliff. He walked away from Ali Jan before turning and striding towards him, kicking him in the chest and sending the man falling backwards over the cliff. Ali Jan landed in a dry creek bed below, alive but badly injured, having smashed his face on the cliff on the way down. Robert Smith and a comrade walked down a footpad to the injured man. Robert Smith ordered his subordinate to shoot him dead. And so it was done.
2: The applicant's conduct and actions on the mission to Chinatu is found means that the respondents have established the substantial truth of imputations to...
1: And In another finding, the judge found it proved that Robert Smith was a criminal who broke the moral and legal rules of military engagement over an incident at Chinatu in southern Afghanistan in 2012, which resulted in the execution of an Afghan man who was being held prisoner. The court also found that the newspapers proved that Ben Robert Smith bullied his own comrades.
2: With respect to the alleged bullying of Person 1, the respondents have established the substantial truth of imputation 12. And that he unlawfully assaulted unarmed Afghan prisoners. The respondents have established the substantial truth of those imputations.
1: There were, however, things the judge did not find the newspapers had proven substantially to be true.
2: The respondents have not established the particulars of truth with respect to the mission to Sia Chow. On the 20th of October.
1: Allegations that Robert Smith was complicit in murders in Siachau and in Faisal were not proven, the judge found.
2: The respondents have not established the particulars of truth with respect to the mission to Faisal on the 5th of November 2012.
1: At this point, Basanko moves away from the battlefield and he lays out his judgment about an alleged act of domestic violence reportedly committed by Robert Smith in a Canberra hotel room.
2: I'm not satisfied that Person 17's evidence is sufficiently reliable to form the basis of a finding that the assault occurred.
1: Basanko finds the newspapers have not proven these to be true, but they have proven their defence of contextual truth.
2: If that is so, they have a defence where the defamatory imputations pleaded by the applicant do not further harm the reputation of the applicant... Essentially,
1: that the judgment that Ben Robert Smith committed murder, committed war crimes, is so grave, so significant, that these allegations of domestic violence and other allegations regarding threats against another Australian soldier cause no further harm to his reputation. And with that, Basanko concludes.
2: In light of my conclusions, each proceeding must be dismissed
1: dismissing each and every one of the
2: 16 matters which Ben Robert Smith brought to this court. All right. uh, Well, I will shortly move into closed court to publish my closed court reasons. As I have said, I will ask the parties in the Commonwealth... With one final reminder of
1: the magnitude of this trial, of the the massive national security implications for the Commonwealth and and for the military, Vesanko dismisses us from the room. Right, we'll we'll adjourn into. uh,
2: We'll stand. This point is now
1: adjourned. And moves into closed court. Outside the court building, on the windswept steps, a press pack waits for a glimpse of Ben Robert Smith's lawyer, Arthur Moses. Questions are thrown at his retreating figure about a potential appeal.
0: Mr. Moses, will you be appealing? Will you be appealing?
1: Moses offers nothing. An appeal by Robert Smith to the full bench appears likely. His lawyers have asked for extra time to lodge an appeal.
2: Significant legal costs in relation to this case. Are you going to attempt to appeal those?
1: Because Ben Robert Smith lost this case, he's been awarded no damages in this judgement. Lawyers for the newspapers have sought an extension for an application around the cost of the trial. Which could run to tens of millions of dollars. Insiders inside this case reckon the total cost of the trial could be as high as $35 million.
0: Have you spoken to Ben?
1: But the question hanging over all of this was the whereabouts of the man at the centre of it all.
0: Is he hiding in Bali? What does he say?
1: Which Moses again greeted with a stony silence. Ben Robert Smith's place stood the journalists who accused him, Nick Mackenzie, um, and Chris Masters.
2: I, uh, I think, it's a relief for the media. Frankly, we know we're we're so often on our knees. It, it often feels so hard to to even do ordinary work, let alone work as difficult as this. So uh, this judgment comes as as a as a great relief. Thank you.
1: The judgment is an overwhelming vindication for courageous public interest journalism.
2: I'd just like to say um, today is a day of
0: justice. It's a day of justice for...
1: But Nick McKenzie says this is not just a win for journalists, not just a win for him and his team, but a win for Ali Jan.
2: Ali Jan was the man kicked off the cliff. Ali Jan was a father. Ali Jan was a husband. He has children who no longer have a father. He has a wife who no longer has a husband. He was kicked off a cliff by Ben Robert Smith and he was murdered with Ben Robert Smith's participation... There's some small justice for him.
1: For all the Afghan victims, Ben
2: Robert Smith. There's justice for the Afghan villagers who stood up in court, like the SAS soldiers who implicated Ben Robert Smith in war crimes.
1: He sums it up simply.
2: So one word,
0: justice.
1: We'll have a new episode of Ben Robert Smith vs the Media next week to unpack the details of the judgement after Justice Basanko's full reasons are publicly released. You'll hear about the implications of this judgement from three experts. Defamation barrister Dr Matt Collins, King's Counsel, the CEO of the Alliance for Journalist Freedom... Leslie Power and Martin Hamilton-Smith National Chairman of the Australian SAS Association who will discuss what this means for the Defence Force This episode was reported by me Ben Doherty produced by Miles Herbert Alison Chan and Camilla Hannan who also did the sound design and mixing Production assistance from Michael Wade Our legal counsel is Hamish Thompson and Susanna Moran our executive producers are Miles Martignoni and Gabrielle Jackson.
0: Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts?